Get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. Get ready, get ready for a deep time and filter with your girl loving tea. Spilling all this hot tea on this podcast street. So get ready, get ready for this piping hot tea. From tea time and filter with your girl loving tea. Hey, tea sippers. I hope you guys are doing good. I am here in the ATL. We have a big weekend coming up, but we still decided to come through and bless y'all with a podcast. I got my homegirl, Emily, in the building. Yes. Hey, everybody. Man, it is so much mess going on right now on social media. Mm-hmm. Girl, and I'm, I'm in Atlanta. So I'm like calling everybody like, I need the background. I need the extra tea with what is going on right now with Spice. Erica Mena, Amara La Negra, and Safari. Um, it's a mess. So let me go ahead and kind of break it down for y'all who don't know. Um, Amara La Negra initially was dating Shay's brother, MJ, correct? Yeah. And so they were dating, and then all of a sudden, a new season came on, and Amara La Negra was dating some Dominican man. Cute. Don't get me wrong. You were cute. cute. <laughs> but we're like, okay, where did the Dominican man come from? Because you was with MJ. Then we find out that basically she cheated on MJ with the Dominican man. And, you know, that was her new boo. So that was like the whole storyline for Shay and MJ. They were attacking Amara, calling all types of whores, you know, all that, you know, ratchet stuff. And then they finally made up on the uh, Love and Hip Hop reunion show. And so anyhow, then we find out that her and the baby daddy, because she had twin daughters, beautiful little girls. Her and the baby daddy, the Dominican man, they end up breaking up. But I kind of felt like it wasn't going to work because he didn't even go to her baby shower. He didn't even go to the, like the gender reveal. He was like, he always stayed in the Dominican Republic. He was never mm. willing to come down to Florida. I think he made it to the birth, but child, I don't even remember. Yeah, that's a mess. A straight mess. So now we find out they broke up. So I was watching the Love and Hip Hop reunion. It's like this castaway show right where they like send them all to jamaica you know all expense paid so it was like spice um amara la negra she was one of the hosts it was carly uh, carly red um chaotic was there was a bunch of them right and they're Mm -hmm. all at this resort and so safari came a few days late and i remember safari coming and basically he had smashed damn near all the girls there damn safari yeah, big dick safari girl. <laughs> he, has, he basically smashed everyone. But then it was like Amara kept getting mad. She was like, don't put me in that category. Me and him was just friends. We never did anything. And I'm like, why is she popping off so hard? Like nobody really even said anything about you in safari. And she just kept like going off anytime people would bring up like, you know, did you and safari date? Because they had hosted the BT like some BT awards thing together, right? Like, you know how they're, like, outside the BET Awards hosting, like, the red carpet? They had did, like, a little performance together. So people were kind of tying them together. And she was like, no, I never dated him. We're not together. Like, she was, like, getting pissed. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Then we fast forward, like, a month later. The show ends. And now, all of a sudden, Safari and Amara are at the kids' birthday party. She threw a birthday party for her twins and Safari's there, and he she's teaching him how to salsa dance, and oh, you hell. know, he done bought the kids Rolex watches. I'm like, well, what the <laughs> fuck? What? This is nuts. No, seriously. 
Can I get, where's my Rolex? That's so sweet. No, and seriously. You know, I'm doing this because I'm new to Miami and, you know, ever since I've been here, Amada has been a great, you know, everything, friend, tour guide. <laughs> Helping me with my Spanish, and she's just been, you know, business partner. Yes, great business partner, great with the future endeavors. I even left the comment in the shade room because I was so confused. Like, I thought you weren't even trying to be associated with him. How is this not your boyfriend? Storyline. Yeah, a straight up mess. So, ever since then, like, Erica Mena has been going off. So, she had wrote like this huge, like, this lengthy ass post where she was like basically going off. Um, let me see what she wrote here. Um, Get your mother goose glasses. <laughs> yeah. <Child. laughs> okay, long story short, Erica basically wrote a whole diatribe on social media like she always does. And she accused Safari of not being there for his children because, you know, she has two kids with Safari mm -hmm. and says that it's very interesting that Safari has money to lavish on gifts for Amara Negra's children who are not Safaris. But when it comes to taking care of his own children, like paying the children's, you know, health insurance per their court order, you know, buying them lavish gifts, Safari doesn't do that. She said that Safari literally gave their daughter a birthday card and a kiss and called it a day. Meanwhile... Uh -huh. Marla Negra's twins, who just turned one, who can't even tell time, are rocking Rolex watches. I don't even got no damn Rolex. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's so silly. It's a waste of money. I mean, get your kids what you want, but I do find that interesting that he only got his kid a birthday card, but then, you know, got them watches. Like you said, they don't even know how to tell time. Hell, a lot of people don't know how to read. Um, what type of clocks are those? I don't know what to call them. Huh. I know how to read them, but I don't know what they're called. Like a non-digital clock. Yeah, a lot of kids do not know how to read like Norman Ruminals, them type of clocks anymore. If it's not digital, they don't know the big hand versus the little hand. So yeah, and I'm sure they're gonna be grown up in an age where it's even more advanced, where literally you look at your watch and it just whispers you the time. Yeah. Even <laughs> <laughs> a clock. Yeah. What you about to get into? That's probably gonna be their future <laughs> by the time they're 20. You know, probably, so yeah. yeah, I just think he was trying to stunt in front. You know, um, it sounds like he was trying to piss Erica off, too. Yeah, I definitely believe that. And so a lot of people were dragging Amara Lanegra. And so she took the social media and she said the following. I'm a good mother and I will always do whatever I have to do by any means to provide my children and be to provide for my children and be there for them. The world can judge me, criticize me and do as they please. But my babies will always be my priority. I changed because of them. You haven't met the new version of me yet. Then she says, I used to rush to defend myself against false allegations, but now I watch to see who believes it so I know who to cut off first. When you're winning, you keep your mouth shut. That is law. So that was like her low-key response to Erica Mena after Erica Mena like kind of went off on her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, like I always say, there's like really no real sisterhood amongst women and wow. it's sad like you hear all this shit like you know you know women should stick together and we're all sisters and we gotta you know hold each other down but i just feel like it's not there and i think it's sad that when women watch other women be you know treated badly by their boyfriend or husband baby daddy whatever you watch them treat the next woman like trash and then somehow 
you think that that's a sign that he's going to treat you better. We watched this play out with Krishan and Jaden Alexis. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that is very common, it seems, uh, amongst women, rather. It's, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure her and Erica weren't close. So I don't know if like there's any girl code there, but she saw, like, I think the whole world saw, at least for most of the, you know, people who watch. He did Erica pretty dirty. Like, I can't get out of my head him telling her she needs to lose weight because she done got too big from having that baby. Like, that would have just sent me over the edge. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was foul. I mean, he he did, and he definitely didn't want that second child, you know, and that whole storyline for that second child, him acting like he doesn't know that she's five months pregnant was just insane. And I get it that Amar doesn't have any loyalty necessarily to Erica Mena, and she's grown. She can date who she wants to date. But what I don't want to see is a year from now, because, you know, everything's sweet in the honeymoon phase when these dudes are love bombing mm -hmm. you, do it, you know, eating the cooch right. Um, okay. <laughs> So I don't want to hear shit a year from now when he starts giving you the ain't shit treatment. When he he plays the same games with you that he played with Erica and other women before her. You know, that's my issue is that when everything's sweet, it's all this lovey-dovey stuff. I don't want to hear nothing a year later. That's why with even the Krishan situation, I really don't care. Because when you guys were having fun dogging out Jade and Alexis, it was all, you know, kiki. But now that he's showing you you know, the same disrespect that he gave his baby's mother, why would you expect him to treat you any different? Right. And Safari, if I remember correctly, he was in love with Erica. Like he he loved her dirty drawers. Like he was so in love with her. She hung the moon. Like, I don't know if he was just putting on for TV or what, but around the beginning stage, he was, you know, head over heels. He was dancing when they got their house and it was, you know, all all good. And then, like you said, fast forward, he did a bunch of foul shit. So, like you said, I don't want to hear uh, any tattoo tears further down the road when the same cycle repeats itself. And, you know, girl, you done seen this. Everybody done seen this. Right. And this is not to like, you know, a pity party for Erica because Erica has done her dirt, too. Let's mm -hmm. not forget she, too, was sleeping with a married man, a.k.a. Yeah. A DJ Envy. Yeah. Nobody about to forget that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, went to the radio station and blasted him where he had to come out and admit it to the world. So she's had no problem playing the side chick either. That's why when she was doing all this crying about Safari, again, I feel no ways because you guys know these type of men and you guys still choose to fight women over them and, you know, throw these relationships in people's faces. And then when you're on the receiving end, now you get to play victim. No, imagine what Gia went through when you were playing side chick. Mm hmm. And then found out, you know, with the rest. Well, she probably already knew. But, you know, to go. It's one thing like you find out you're going through that hurt. And then, you know, you go and you blast and you announce it to everybody. And now everybody knows all your business that now you're having to go through all that hurt and embarrassment again on like a way larger scale. Yeah. So now that was the backstory. So let's bring you out to what's going down today. So what happened today is that out of nowhere, Spice just started snapping on social media. And I follow Spice. Um, you know, I've met her a few times. She's really cool. So I was shocked because I'm like, well, what the hell is going on? Because I knew they were taping today down here in Atlanta. And so all of a sudden, Spice pops up and she writes this on social media. Let me share my screen. 
So Spice says, big pussy, Erica, you trying to blame everyone. <laughs> not, my, not the Jamaican accent, honey. <laughs> big pussy. <laughs> I'm writing big pussy. Uh-uh. Big pussy, Erica, you trying to blame everyone for what Safari doing to you, but you can't blame your damn self. Bitch, you lose them how you get them. Go suck your mother. Safari is your karma. <laughs> that was, yeah, I was about to say that was a really good accent. Right. Okay. You flipping tables, you trying to get the scene is weak as fuck. You a scared motherfucker. You couldn't even talk to me because you know I got all the little dark secrets. Hashtag Erica Mena. You jealous of me so bad, Bia. You fake as fuck. Guess what? You still going to eat your heart out because it's still Bambi season. Whore not yours. <laughs> <laughs> I killed it. Shout out to my Jamaicans with the blood right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I love my Jamaican tea sippers, honey. I'm my Caribbean tea sippers. They be okay. coming too. I yeah, love it. You did that. Them. You ate that. <laughs> But Spice went off. I'm like, what in the world is going on here in the ATL? Like, oh my gosh. What is Bambi season? Did I, is she talking about Bambi on the show? or That's what I was thinking. But then some of the Caribbean people in the comment section are saying something that is some type of saying maybe out there. Like the hooves oh. are out is oh, what okay. one Caribbean person said on the shade room. But I don't know, child. Well, let uh, me start using that phrase then. <laughs> Bambi season. Bambi We're going to fight like two deers in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, she's not here for whatever Erica. I guess Erica tried to pull a Teresa Judice, honey, and flip the table over. Uh -oh. And Spice went off. You remember when Teresa Judice. Oh, that yes, that's iconic. I was just talking about that the other day. You whore! You whore! <laughs> Whore, engage 19 times. <laughs> I'm like, why is she so angry about somebody being engaged 19 times? Mind your oh, business, no. Teresa. Well, Teresa lost it, honey. <laughs> I mean, like, that's the part that pissed her off. She was like, engage 19 times and put the table over. That she was iconic. If Erica didn't bring that Teresa Judice energy, I don't want to watch it. Yeah, no. And also, I don't know who all was sitting around. I, well, I think I can remember who was sitting around the table with Teresa, but they wasn't Spice. Spice liable to get up and smack your ass. She ain't going to have you flip no table over on her. Right, right. So, yeah, this whole situation is even crazier. So, recently, about an hour ago, Spice um, basically got online and went off. She's speaking a lot of Patois, so I don't know if... We will be able to understand her like that, but we're going to try. Okay? okay. Let me go ahead and pull that up here. So I don't want people to say I'm picking up for Safari because it has nothing to do with me picking up for Safari. I am just speaking facts to the face, something where some people can't do. And that caused the fiction. And that's the problem because some girls fake and they don't want me to tell them the truth to them face. Erica, go look for your gynecologist. Go look for your gynecologist, infection and yam you out. Your pussy is full of syphilis. You have lymphogranuloma vulgaris. Girl, don't play with me. Go get some canistin. 
Don't play with me, Erica. I'm not stay on this too long either. I just want to talk my mind and tell Erica, say, remember me tell you, every time I see you, you better be prepared to flip over the table because me is not the one to play with. I'm not a fake story and I'm not a fakeness. Everything about me is 100% real. 100%. And you, you're going to do this forget storyline, but remember me tell you, say, the wrong story you pick up, baby. And the wrong story you want. You never want that story. Yeah. You should have never picked up that story. Yeah. You see Bambi of the season? This season, leave her with it. Don't try flipping the script. You hear me I tell you? Better leave her with it and call it a day. Because you need some canisting. I don't know where you come act like say. But this not have nothing to do with me. I don't care about my business, but Safari. I don't care about what you want him have going on or what you have got through. I don't want nobody come say, I pick me, I pick up the Safari. No, I have my own issues and my own problem. I'm nearly dead. I still have my issues and my problem I deal with. You walk up, play victim, you're in the senior ball. Oh, me, me, single mother, bitch. I'm one, two. I am one, two. 14 years. And guess what? I pick up myself and do what I have to do. And you have to do the same. That me, 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 it's not the end of the road, baby. It's not the end of life. We all, people married and them get divorced. People do relationship, then break up. Me break up with my relationship. I'm not dead. I'm breathing. Look at me. I'm alive. It's okay. You can get over it. It's fine. People divorce all the time. What the fuck you play a victim and act like you want me to take it up on my head? Bitch, me not take it up on my head. Safari, I fuck Amara. Them there with Amara. I mean, I know him want Amara. Not my problem. What does that have to do with me? What does that have to do with me? Your vex are come talk about. Don't talk about my son. Don't talk about my son. Yes, we're going to talk about it. Since you say you're a single mother, me I tell you, say, me a single mother for 14 years. And you're going to say, oh, but I'm a single mother for how much years? I don't know how old your son is. So I say, where is he? Because I'm not like you. Where your son? Where your oldest son? Because you act like a two kids. You have the same energy. Where you have for your two kids? You need to have the same energy for three. So we are asking you the question and we wait for the answer. Where is your oldest son? Why you not have the same energy for your third child? What? That may I ask you, you come talk. Like, say, you think my friend will tell it to your face. So, what happened to you? Bitch, you think my friend that you? I'm not the blood clot storyline. I'm not the fake story. So, it's on for me. So, I'm still going to talk to you. Come turn over blood clot table. Because you want to have a one-up. You want to have storyline. You want to feel like you're big. Bitch. Oi, go. Oi, go. You can't talk in my face. Come talk in my face. Let me hear what your office say. Talk in my face. Can't have no secret about me. If you want a gynecologist number, you can get it. Since as you come like your age, can it still sell, can it still sell over the counter? Fuck wrong with you. You come talk. The one of women left with, everybody, people get born all the time. Wake up and taste the blood clot coffee. It's not the end of the day. You walk a ball down the place and come on my fucking gala ball and I scream in the hallway and I come talk about safari like every day somebody wants to talk about safari. Every day of the safari, the safari, this I don't give a fuck about safari, dick. When you did a fuck your friend, man, you never did a think about him, dick. Bitch, fucking play with me. Calm down in the people them airports. So when I stop talking about me, I pick up for safari because it's not about picking up for safari. It's about speaking facts and call a spade a spade and talking the truth the same way all my seat. I'm done talking the truth already, bitch. You're not the, you're not the first woman. You're not going to be the last, bitch. And I can tell you to your face and I ask you and I say, where your oldest son there? Where him there? 
When there? I don't me ask you. When there? Hi. I see some people. Let me make sure I take a deep breath because you don't know me stay already. Me see the media talk about saying, "Oh, this is the storyline." Me not the storyline. Me not the fake story. Anything will come out of my mouth, any story when me do any scene when me go to, it's hundred percent real. Come and have no time for the fakeness. I mean, I like fake people. Just. So let me just explain something to you. Eric, I'm in you're fake as fuck. You sit down in front of my face and I laugh and I talk. But, oh, I love you so much. I was praying for you. And when you was dying, bitch, when you when I was dying and Safari was crying, you was acting ballistic in the house. Why are you crying for this bitch? Why are you crying for her? You wasn't crying for me. Like, what's the comparison? Whatever you have going on in your house, now have nothing to do with me, Erica. Whatever Safari is doing to you, you don't have nothing to do with me. So why you compare yourself? What's this jealousy over me? What's this jealousy over Safari like me? Me and him are just friend me now fucking baby baby i promise you a hundred percent and a million dollars me love looking me not gone to bed me now fuck safari me now fucking baby you have to get it in your head because you 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 play victim everywhere you go you screamed on the place i invited to my gala and i invited it in a miami you come hi baby so me not even remember which part me there erica you're fake as fuck. You couldn't sit down and have a conversation with me. You know why? Because you know, say, I'm not the one, two, nor the three. I'm going to look on you and I can do it and tell you in front of your face. I'm not fake like you. All of the shit them where you do behind my back, I heard. Mm -hmm. I hear about it. Them come back to me and them tell me. I know say you're fake. So when I see you, oh, Spice, I love you so much. I'm just high and cut and go through. It's for a reason. It's because I know say you're fake. I hear all of the shit where you, where you talk about me. You come on my gala. You scream down the place and talk about Safari and Ray, Ray, Ray. Oh, my God. And you have Safari divorced one year now. And you're still a fucking man. And that's the problem. And because I tell you, say, you're still a fuck Safari. Because you have to tell me, say, oh, me, 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 me talk about this faggot. I'm become fuck up, up to last month. I'm still a fuck you. Yeah, and I'm still a fuck. So what the problem? I don't understand. You vex with me because me Amara, a friend, and because I go to Miami and I talk to Amara. Amara was my friend before she got there with Safari. Amara was my friend before she and Safari start dates. It not have nothing to do with me, baby. Me not have no control over Safari dick. So you have me up and you eat me because me and Amara was friend. But remember, you and Nikki baby was friend. And you go fuck Safari when you and Nikki baby was friend. And he was with Nikki baby. Remember, you and Estalita was friend. And you know, say Estalita and Safari did a fuck. And you still go fuck him same way. And then you run down the aisle. So you feel like so when you did the married him and you go change. Now you're balling and scream down the place. And I talk about, oh my God. Um, you know, I'm a single mother. I'm a single mother too. And guess what, baby? I've been doing it for 14 years. So me and you talk and you couldn't talk to me because me ask you where's your son you scream down the place for this for two children you need to have the energy for this tree a tree you have so you're vexed because me say yes, your, your, your oldest son not like you because you drop him off and him at five and i know you're not go back and pick him up bitch let me tell you something don't play with me i'm not the one two nor the three Erica, you start a something with the wrong person. My people, they can't tell you. Me tell myself, say me now go back to my old life. I'm all self, but you are gonna make me go back to my old life. I'm all self because I get a new life. I'm gonna tell myself, say I will never be like this again. But uh, you make me go back to my old life because you see, I want it with me. Me no know if it done, you know. Me no know if it done. You start up something where you're gonna regret say you start it up, you know. Because guess what? You see, when we're going to the scene earlier. And you flip over the table, you flip it over because you never want me to talk. Because you try to silence me. Because you know, say, oh, to everybody, pan love and hip hop franchise me. And one of them.
them, I don't hold my mouth. I go talk the truth and I go speak the facts to your face. I don't have to stay like you and do it behind my back. Because that's what you do. You talk shit about me behind my back. And when you see me in my face, you want to laugh and act like me and your friend. Bitch, you're fake as fuck. Get the fuck out of here, bitch. I'm going to tell you the truth. To your face. I'm not care. Because I'm not looking nothing from you. I'm not looking nothing from love and hip hop. I'm a real fucking artist. Outside of the show, on camera and off camera. So I don't want people to say I'm picking up for Safari because it has nothing to do with me picking up for Safari. I am just speaking facts to the face. Something where some people can't do. And that cause the fiction. And that's the problem because some girl fake and them don't want me to tell them the truth to them face. Erica, go look for your gynecologist. Go look for your gynecologist. Infection and name you out. Your pussy is full of syphilis. You have lymphogranuloma vulgaris. Girl, don't play with me. Go get some canistin. Don't play with me, Erica. I'm not stay on this too long either. I just want to talk my mind and tell Erica, say, remember me tell you, every time I see you, you better be prepared for flip over the table because me is not the one for play with. I'm not a fake story and I'm not a fakeness. Everything about me is 100% real. 100%. And you, you're going to do this for get storyline, but remember me tell you, say, the wrong story you pick up, baby. And the wrong story you want. You never want that story. Yeah. You should have never pick up that story. Yeah. You see Bambi of the season? This season, leave her with it. Don't try flipping the script. You hear me I tell you? Better you leave her with it and call it a day. Because you need some canistin. I don't know where you come act like say. But this not have nothing to do with me. I don't care about my business about Safari. I don't care about what you want him have going on or what you have got through. And I don't want nobody come say, I pick me, I pick up for Safari. No, I have my own issues and my own problem. I'm nearly dead. I still have my issues and my problem I deal with. You walk and play victim, you're in the scene, you're ball out. Me, me, I think I'm a bitch, I'm one too. I am one too. 14 years. And guess what? I pick up myself and do what I have to do. And you have to do the same. That me, 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 that Erica, pick up your pussy off of the ground and keep it moving. It's not the end of the road, baby. It's not the end of life. We all, people married and them get divorced. People do relationship, them break up. Me break up with my relationship. I'm not dead. I'm breathing. Look at me. I'm alive. It's okay. You can get over it. It's fine. People divorce all the time. What the fuck you up here, victim? And I act like you want me to take it up on my head. Bitch, me not take it up on my head. Safari, fuck Amara. Them there with Amara. I me not know him want Amara. Not my problem. What that have to do with me? What that have to do with me? Your vex are come talk about. Don't talk about my son. Don't talk about my son. Yes, we're going to talk about it. Since you say you're a single mother, me I tell you, say, me a single mother for 14 years. And you're going to say, oh, but I'm a single mother for how much years? I don't know how old your son is. So I say, where is he? Because I'm not like you. Where your son? Where your oldest son? Because you act like a two kids. You have the same energy. Where you have for your two kids? You need to have the same energy for three. So we are asking you the question and we wait for the answer. Where is your oldest son? Why you not have the same energy for your third child? What? That may I ask you. You come talk. Like say you think my friend tell it to your face. So what to you? Bitch, you think my friend that you. I'm not the blood clot storyline. I'm not the fake story. So it's on for me. So I'm still going to talk to you. Come turn over blood clot table. Because you want to have a one up. You want to have storyline. You want to feel like you're big, bitch. Oi, go. Oi, go. You can't talk in my face. Come talk in my face. Let me hear what your office say. Talk in my face. Can't you know no secret about me. 
If you want a gynecologist number, you can get it. Since as you come like your age, can you still sell, can you still sell over the counter? Fuck wrong with you. You come talk. The whole woman left with. Everybody, people get born all the time. Wake up and taste the blood clot coffee. It's not the end of the day. You walk a ball down the place and come on my fucking gala ball and I scream in the hallway and I come talk about safari. Like every day somebody want to talk about safari. Every day for safari, this safari, this I don't give a fuck about safari, dick. When you did a fuck your friend, man, you never did a think about him, dick. Bitch, fucking play with me. Calm down in the people them airports. So when you stop talking about me, I pick up for safari because it's not about picking up for safari. It's about speaking facts and call a spade a spade and talking the truth the same way you all me see it. I'm done talk my truth already, bitch. You're not the you're not the first woman. You're not gonna be the last, bitch. And I can tell it to your face and me ask you and I say, where your oldest son there? Where I'm there? Where I'm there? And that me ask you, where I'm there? Hi. All right. you, I love you. We love you yeah. So nobody feel like I'm afraid of you, bitch. You have to talk to me in my face. You flip over the table and blood clad because you know say, security deposit. You feel like security going to guard you for the rest of your life? What you feel like, say? You have to flip over the table for the rest of your life, bitch, because anyone me say you better get ready for flip table. You come talk, boy. You feel like I'm do fakeness. I'm do fake story. A real story me deal with. And this is my real life. So if you feel like say, this is for TV, this is not for TV. My body in a real life, I'm going to kick up your blood clot and want me to see a bitch. Spice wanted all the spicy smoke. She should not. What she say? Pick your pussy up off the ground and keep yeah. it moving? Pick your pussy up <laughs> off the floor. Now, she was going in. And then did you peep where she said uh, that Erica went back and was is still sleeping with Safari? Oh my God. You know, yeah. I, I will say now I, I got the gist of what she was saying. Yeah, I, I definitely did, understood this this part of her patois a lot better than usual. Yeah, I didn't what what is it called? Patois. Patois? Mm-hmm. Okay, well and patois and then also uh English. I got the gist in both both <laughs> languages. She was like, Fuck you, Erica, you ain't shit, and I want all the smoke because she was dragging her honey. <laughs> and boast <laughs> she went in and she was talking about she got syphilis and oh my gosh Ooh. oh my gosh Ooh. yeah she was saying a lot of stuff she was definitely yeah. dragging her coochie yeah she said a lot she said she don't care then I, it sounded like she said something about you know um erica may have fucked a friend her friend's man so that's her karma but i did catch the part about bambi so the bambi has nothing to do with the with the deer in the forest she said that this is Bambi's storyline, meaning it's Bambi season because you know Bambi's going through that divorce with a little scrappy in them. Oh, okay. All and right. Daughter, well, I guess I can't use that saying. Yeah, <laughs> Erica Dixon and Mama D, they're like, you know, they were beefing on social media a few weeks yeah, ago. So I remember I that. That was wild. That this is Bambi season, meaning that you know the storyline is more about Bambi this season. And it seemed like Erica was trying to call herself being a part of the storyline. Um, but then she was yelling about, you know, where's your oldest son? You only worried about the last two because Erica does have an older child. But I know that her older child, though, um, he does not like to be on social media. He does not like to be filmed. So yeah. Will... And, and that's one thing, you know, I think that's a good point to make, which I, I will say, um, obviously, I'm not a celebrity. I don't know. But not I do get it. Not everybody wants to be on TV. Not everybody wants to be on social media like that. Not everybody wants to be seen. 
So I do feel bad for some of these parents that, you know, are kind of in the limelight that have kids that are more shy. Just because you don't see them with them doesn't mean that they're necessarily doesn't, you know, that they're neglected or they don't love them just as much. Like you said, he just might not want to be out there like that. So I get that. Yeah. And let's not act like, you know, she's known for like her stellar work in A-list movies. She's right. literally a, a loving hip hop storyline every other year. So mm -hmm. yeah, you know, and he's older now too. I believe he's like in maybe 16, 17. Oh Most yeah, then for be sure. Attached to that, you know, yeah. the little babies, they don't know any better, but the older teens, they don't want to be attached to that. Yeah, and wasn't Erica and Spice like friends? That's probably when she was saying, yeah, I know all your dirty secrets. They was friends, yeah. wasn't they? And that's kind of, you now one thing I will say is that, you know, if, if somebody's your friend and y'all fall off, those secrets go to the grave. I don't like exactly. when people are friends and then all of a sudden you want to put all my business out there because you weren't worried about my syphilis pussy when we were friends. I'm yeah, just, that wasn't a problem. <laughs> that wasn't a problem. So it wasn't dragging the ground I then. Think, yeah, I think that's kind of dirty a little bit when you call somebody your friend and then now you're putting out all their business. But like I said, Erica must have done something to really piss Spice off because Spice don't be... You know, she usually goes hard for her friends. So she's right. going off. You know, something happened at that taping, honey. I think that she, because usually I've noticed people that go real hard for their friends. Because I remember, um, like, Spice was fighting bitches for Erica. Like, she wasn't playing. Who was it? Brittany? And Brittany is mm -hmm. a, a tall girl, you know? And she mm -hmm. was, uh, was it Brittany? I think it was her. Just Brittany or something. But anyway, <clears throat> she was about to whoop her ass for Erica. So, um a lot of times when people go real, real hard for their friends and then they end up like getting portrayed, that's that's probably why she's going so hard. I bet Erica did some snake shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a lot. And I do agree with her, though, when she says, you know, your life does not end just because you break up or you divorce somebody. You know, you mm -hmm. got to pick up the pieces and move on. Like Spice said, she's been a single mother for 14 years. You pick up, you move on, you know, and try and find love again. And if it's meant to be, it will be. But Safari's going to keep doing Safari. You know, he's been doing that. So her getting mad and talking about Safari every day or calling people concerning Safari and Amara and La Negra, I can see how that can get on their friends' nerves. Yeah, and she's steadily, she's been harping on Safari for a long time, and there's been red flags after red flags after red flags, and at this point, it's like, okay, girl, and then you're still fucking them, so yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of over it, too. This is Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, right? Yeah, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Okay, because yeah. I was, I know what, that uh, Amara was on Miami, right? Do they even still do yep. Miami? Okay. So yeah, yeah they still one. do Miami, but I'm sure she'll be on Atlanta because Safari's on Atlanta. I mean, okay. at this point, they just go from city to city, so. Yeah, that's why I was double checking, because I'm like, okay, I know there's some people from New York, I know there's some people from Atlanta, I know there's some people from Miami, so, you know, but yeah, you're right, they just go. Some people, hell, because uh, Safari started out in uh, LA, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. He done hopped to every damn franchise, like every city. Mm-hmm. Well, hell, exactly. Eric too. They all have which is like just the most interesting thing. But mm -hmm. we'll see how this plays out. I'm here for it. Hopefully while I'm in Atlanta, I can get some extra tea. Yeah, you know, some piping hot tea. <laughs> yeah, I might have to hit up Spice. Like, what in the world is going on, girl? So yes. we'll see. We'll see. But okay. anyways, let's go ahead and segue into the next story. Um, we definitely have to hit on this Don Morant situation, the basketball player for the Grizzlies. 
Today's show sponsor is OneSkin. If you ever thought to yourself, what if we could reverse the root cause of aging? Then listen closely. Our new sponsor, OneSkin, puts science and research first. Since I've been trying their OS01 eye serum, I've noticed a big difference, especially underneath my eyes. As we get older, we're all fighting to look as young as possible. And one thing that can help that is by taking care of under eye bags, wrinkles, and things like that. And this cream definitely helps. Founded by a team of four PhD level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience, OneSkin set out to not just decrease the visible signs of skin aging, but to treat the root cause of skin aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. OneSkin addresses skin health at a molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with the code SIPSLOW at oneskin.co. Once again, you'll save 15% by going to oneskin.co and using the code SIPSLOW. We only have one body, one skin, and only one you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. Mm. Now, he went viral, I want to say two months ago, because he was in a club waving a gun in the air, you know, just waving around like you just don't care. <laughs> and so it went viral. A lot of people were like really upset about it because, you know, he has a young fan base. Um, one thing about John Moran, he's 23, so he's really young. He is like the biggest NBA young boy fan. Mm-hmm. He's like the biggest NBA young boy fan. And what's very funny about that is I me- remember that video of NBA young boy when he was into it, um, he was dating Floyd Mayweather's daughter at the time, Yaya. Oh, yeah. And he was ranting. He woke her up like, get up, get up. My and wife, he, my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That video. If you look in the comments, this was before John Morant was even in the NBA. He was still playing like, you know, high school basketball. He's in the comments like, yeah, speak, speak. So like he I don't know like what his obsession is with NBA young boy. In this <laughs> It's weird because this was a kid who's raised in the suburb. He has a mom and dad. He's never wanted for nothing. He's been in AAU since he was a fucking tot. You know what I mean? He's a good basketball player. I just don't understand, like, his obsession with, like, this whole thug life and guns and, you know, trying to put on this persona. Like, you went to, like, a prep school. You were never raised in, like, the mean streets of Compton. Like, what, like, what the hell? So now what's going on with him is that the other day, um, he was in the car once again, listening to good old NBA young boy, <laughs> listening to good old NBA young boy. And he was with his homeboys and they were on camera and John Morantz was caught flashing a gun and people are blaming his homeboy, but I don't even think it's, it's his homeboy's fault because no, I don't either. as he's waving the gun around like an idiot, his boy ends up panning the camera downward. He wasn't trying to film Ja. But Ja got caught because as he's trying to pan it downward, once he sees what Ja's doing, you know, social media, they took screenshots and sent it over to the NBA. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to go ahead and watch this video real quick here. Niggas, knock out, knock out, 
So you see like how many times his boy like dropped the camera? Yeah, he definitely was not trying to let that be seen. Did he not know he was on live? Like he knew he's he's I don't know what the hell's wrong with this young boy. I don't he get it either. Knew. And his homeboy's literally trying not to film him, like get your ass out the camera. And he's just so hyped. And it's just like, again, he's allowed to have a gun, right? We live in America. You can have a gun. He's old enough to own a gun. But the problem is that you keep flashing it and you keep perpetuating this lifestyle. And for what? You get a comfortable MBA salary. You, he technically doesn't even need to carry a gun. He has enough money to hire security. But anyways, this is what the Memphis Grizzlies are saying. So they're saying that the Memphis Grizzlies has suspended John Morant from all team activities after a video showing the star guard holding a gun has been circulating on social media since Saturday night. The Grizzlies announced that the suspension, which is pending a league review in a statement Sunday, two months after the NBA suspended Morant over a similar incident, the team did not provide further comment. They just simply said this. We are aware of the social media posting involving John Morant and are in the process of gathering more information an NBA spokesperson, Matt Mike Bass, said in a statement on Sunday. So this has been causing a lot of controversy. Um, again, the first video was him in the nightclub holding a gun. And a lot of people excused his behavior. It was like so much pandering and, and excuses. Oh, the club leaked it. He didn't know he was being filmed. It doesn't care. You, you know, what's the big deal? He didn't know. So... He came out on his hobo apology tour, said it would never happen again. He's trying to be a better person. And then we see him in the car two months later doing the same thing. So now Shannon Sharp um, is speaking up about the situation. So we're going to go ahead and listen to what Shannon Sharp has to say. I said before, the best apologies change behavior. And when he was going through all this diatribe about what he learned about being away from the game, Skip, and how important it was to him, I say, I see better than I hear. I heard everything y'all said. Now I say, now moving forward, I'm going to see if the behavior meets what he said. And clear, right on. And so at this point in time, Skip, where I am, I'm not even upset at y'all. I'm not mad. I'm not disappointed. I'm not embarrassed. I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm disappointed. I'm disgusted by the people that defended him. Because that's what got us here. That's what got us here, Skip. Oh, man, Shadow, you, you hating on Ja. You were Uncle Tom, you rucker, you fuck that. I don't know who this is. The same people that yeah. Ja in the comments, yes. that Ja be oh, liking. Oh, these are Twitter Yeah, people. yeah. Skip. Not, not Grizzlies. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay, okay. The, the, the clicks and the okay. mention and the likes, why he does everything that he does. Skip, I need somebody to tell me the fascination he has with guns and feel that he needs to be on IG all right, so you just heard what Shannon Sharp had to say about the situation. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this whole John Morant thing? Um, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Why would you want to throw away your career and all that money? And the first time, you know, it happens, okay, just say, just for argument's sake, okay, I get it. But to, to get caught, or not to get caught slipping, but to even have that on you 
the second time to fuck up royally again like are you just trying to throw your career away and like you said he he didn't grow up that way so i don't like you said i don't understand what his fascination is with guns i am curious though which i know like you know a lot of people say okay it's still supposed to be concealed but if that was a gun that was registered to him and legally owned or whatever would that be as big of an issue or is it just the whole the issue of him flashing it and waving it and kind of like that that gang type shit that he's perpetuating that's well, the, the issue, issue. Is, the issue is this even though it could i'm sure it's his gun i'm sure it's his in his name and he's licensed to carry the problem that people don't understand is that the nba and the nfl are businesses mm -hmm. first and foremost so when you work for them they expect a certain code of conduct no different than when you work for your employer right yeah. Even yeah. nowadays in a lot of corporations, like one of the things when I worked and I did IT for Target, there was a clause that anything that we did on social media could be held against us and you could lose your job. Mm -hmm. So if you need your job, you need to act accordingly on social media. And that was just for Target Corporation doing IT. So imagine you're with the NFL and the NBA. These are billionaire corporations. You are an employee. They are investing in an investment, and that investment is John Morant. So if your image is this thug image and you're sitting here flashing guns, you're quoting NBA Youngboy on the court, you know, you're doing all of this. How can they then pitch you for sponsorship deals and, and you know, revenue uh, ticket sales and stuff like that? Because after a while, they're going to turn off the fans. You know, people okay. come watch them play a sport they're not coming for all this extra stuff and it's not a good look because again especially when you're dealing with young boys with sports right mm -hmm. a lot of young kids get put into sports because it gives them something to do it keeps them off the streets it keeps them out of the gangs like I always said I didn't put my kids in sports because I assume they're going to be the next LeBron James I put them in sports to have them you know to have them involved in something after school so right. you know like they say, an idle mind is the devil's playground. Yeah. I don't want them joining gangs and hanging out on the block. And when you keep them in sports and things like that after school, it keeps them busy. So the fact that his parents did that with him and his parents have been blessed because sports are not cheap, especially you're talking about AAU, traveling. It's, it's such an expense. So mm -hmm. the parents have also invested into John Morant. He's been blessed. He's literally won the lottery. This is what every parent that puts their child in sports eventually wants, right? Is for your child to make it big, get a scholarship to go to college. And if they're lucky enough, play in the NBA, play in the NFL. He was one of the lucky ones who was picked. And he's literally squandering his blessings. And for what? Because you want to act like a like NBA young boy? Like it just doesn't make any sense. Listen to your rap music, have a good old funky time in your car. But if you just got in trouble for the same thing two months ago, why would you even risk it? it yeah, that was just a major fuck up. It really was. Because I, I, so that makes more sense to me now, the, the image. Because I was thinking, <clears throat> now I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but, mm -hmm. or of like someone specifically, but I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how many times you've seen athletes, you know, go hunting or something and they've got guns that they hunt with. So, you know, that was the first thing that went to my head. Okay, he's got a gun. What if the gun is legally registered to him? You know, but then it makes more sense now. It's it's the image and it's what he's perpetuating. Right. Um, and you got to understand, too, with with 
organizations like the NBA and the NFL, it is ran by what I like to call the good old boys club. You're mm -hmm. talking about a rich white man. And one thing you're not going to do is fuck up the bag for no rich white men. These are billionaires. They will yeah. just as easily replace his ass with somebody else because there are thousands of other men who are just as good as John Morant. So if he's going to squander this, they're not going to allow him to ruin that the Grizzlies reputation, their, their franchise. They're not going to allow this kid to do that. You know? know, and so even the first time that it happened, I didn't even make a video about it. I didn't really talk about it because I figured I didn't like it. Um, you know, me and the boys had long conversations about it. I didn't agree with his antics, but I said, you know what? He's young. He's made a mistake. They, he got his suspension as he should have been suspended. He was punished. Now he's back. Let him go on to greatness, right? Because we all make mistakes, you yeah. know? There's shit I did at 23. So I, I don't oh, want to yeah. <laughs> like, you know I mean, like he's not allowed to make a mistake, but literally this was a mistake. Yeah. And it's like a slap in the face too, you know? Okay. You took your, you, you took your licks. You're keeping it pushing. You know, we, we, I'm not going to say really that they showed you grace or whatever. You didn't lose your job. And then to do it again is like a slap in the face. It's like spitting in their face. It's almost like, I don't give a fuck. That's kind of what energy it's given me. I don't give a fuck. I'll do what I want to do. Y'all don't like it. Fuck you. I get paid. I got money, blah, 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 whatever. But like you said, they is very easily, easily replaceable. And there's, I'm sure thousands of people that would gladly take that position and have no problem adhering to, you know, the code of conduct. Exactly. No problem. Right. He lost close to $39 million. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I had to go on Google because I'm like, is that right? He, for, he was suspended for wow. eight games. So for eight games, he lost $1.5 million per game. Oh, shit. On top of other stuff, on top of oh, other salaries. So now sick. they're talking, yeah, they're talking about suspending him possibly for an entire year, possibly indefinitely. So that is insane. Yeah, I wouldn't, you wouldn't ever seen my ass near a gun again if I lost that much money for a gun the first time, which I don't fuck with guns anyways, but just, you know, from his perspective, it ain't worth that much losing that much money. No, especially when all you have to do is just do the right thing, stay off of social media, stop, you know, sitting here flossing guns and doing goofy stuff. Just you wouldn't just, see me near a damn nerf, nothing. <laughs> Like right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's insane to me, you know, and I'm sure he lost sponsorship deals. And um, I mean, there is one guy saying that he's not going to allow his kids to buy or wear any John Moran, you know, shoe wear because he has, you know, shoe deal. He's yeah. like, I'm not buying that for my kids because of what he represents. You know, and this was a black man saying that. So I just I, I mean, I, I don't even know what he was thinking. I'm sure he's sick behind this. Um, but yeah, he's messed up royally. And a lot of people that were defending him two months ago, like Steven Jackson and so many people, they're not coming to his defense this time. You do something dumb like that twice, that's on you. I don't feel bad for bro no more. He did that to himself. You can't feel bad. You can't feel bad for him. Now you already know how that go, bro. That one thing about me, man. I stay out the way. They can say what they want. Five's out the way. You don't see me at no big events and no shit like that. If it ain't boxing. And I'm working. When I go to boxing, I'm working. I ain't just there. I don't be on the scene. Y'all don't see five on the scene. 
Well, what's speaking that y'all gonna do for me, do for him? I can't tell him nothing. I never write a check to nobody. I know hood, I know block. But little brother did get shit. Yeah, I been sending him and his mama money. That's what real ones do. Sure did. But them dirty niggas out there would never see a dime from me. For the last time, that was a moron move by Ja. Moron move. He gotta deal with this one. Ain't nobody coming to defend him this time. I sure ain't. They're like, dude, you're stupid. We put our neck on the line for you. We spoke out on your behalf. We had your back. You know, as a young black man, we understand people make mistakes. But no, we're not putting our neck back on the line. So a lot of the same people who are really going to bat for him two months ago, they're not doing it anymore. At this point, the only person who can save him, I think, is NBA Youngboy. He might go put him on the track. They need to rap together, do a feature with Ja Morant. Maybe he can make back some of the money. Because at this point, he wants to be a rapper. I think he yeah. wants to be a rapper more than he wants to be a, more than he wants to be an NBA ball player. You know, and to get drafted into the the NBA, I mean, that's such a blessing. It really is such a blessing. Why why would you want to throw that away over something so stupid? Yeah, and I it just is. don't understand that train of thought. But I, I get like, well, I'm not gonna say I get, but you know, I, I think we've heard like or seen this song and dance again. I don't know why I keep thinking of the guy. Um, you did a, a video a while back. I can't think of the actor's name. But he was in Boys in the Hood, and you did a video of, like, where are they now? And the guy mm -hmm. that, like, grew up in the suburbs, and he played, you know, th this character, and he got so yeah. obsessed with it that he wanted to become that character, and he threw his whole life away, and he ended up dying, didn't he? Yeah, he ended up getting killed in prison. Um, his name was Lloyd Avery. Yeah, Lloyd Avery, very handsome young man. He lived in the Valley. He was just a normal actor. Um, but he took on the persona. He kept the roles that he was playing that he was playing in the '90s was always the role of a killer. He was also the guy who shot Janet Jackson's boyfriend. It's not funny, but he, if you watch Poetic Justice yeah. in that movie, uh, he's the one who kills Q-Tip, who was playing Janet Jackson's boyfriend. Like he was always playing like a killer, a gangbanger in all these like '90s movies. And at some point, he got obsessed and possessed by these roles. And he started hanging out in the jungles. Um, he got jumped in. He became a blood. And then he ended up killing three people on the outside. And he ended up doing time in prison. He was sent to Pelican Bay. And um, he ended up getting killed by a Satanist. Like he had converted to Christianity and became a reborn again Christian. And then a Satanist killed him. God, so, I mean, just horrible. Yeah, the whole story is just heartbreaking. But again, he's another person who did not have to live that lifestyle. And yeah. he chose to live that lifestyle, just like with John Moran. Like, you don't have to live this NBA young boy lifestyle when you were blessed. Like, your parents worked hard. They they kept you in good schools. They kept you in AAU. They kept you, you know, with the best trainers. And this is how you pay them back. It's just silly. Yeah, I can imagine his parents are probably really upset, too. I know I would be. Mm-hmm. Sad. Yeah, the whole thing is just, it's a mess. It's a mess. So let's go ahead and segue on to the next topic here. Um, <laughs> I want to go ahead and hit on this situation. Nick Cannon is currently going viral because he's confessing that he ended up getting mother his Mother's Day cards for his baby's mothers because we know he has a bunch of them. He has a bunch of children. He's admitting to mixing up the cards. I'm mm. 
we're going to go ahead and listen to what he has to say. Really did. But I thought it would be really, really good to, you know, I could buy whatever, oh, you know. Okay, you're going a different route. This yeah, to show people how you really feel, write it down. And I was doing handwritten oh, messages. messages from the heart. I love that. Yeah. So How'd as, you deliver them? So then as I'm writing oh. a handwritten message, yeah. I the cards mixed up. I know it. I know you were going to say that. I know you were going to say that. I know it. I know you going to say that. I just got goosebumps. I feel. I knew you were going to say that shit. <laughs> and then so when one baby mama reads the card about how I feel about the other baby mama. Wow. See, if I would have just got some generic shit that everybody else got, that would happen. No, nigga, I, if you would have focused. I tried my best. All right. We just Girl. heard good old Dick Cannon. <laughs> Dickless Cannon. Huh, isn't that what you call? <laughs> yeah, Dickless. Uh, these nicknames will be cracking me up, I swear. <laughs> um, first of all, um, I don't fucking believe it. I think he's he's just trolling at this point. I, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if this shit never even happened. But also, I will say, I don't think they gave a fuck about a handwritten card. These girls, well, you know, let me not make assumptions, but a lot of people excuse the shit, and these girls have put themselves in the situation for financial gain or, you know, the money. I don't think they give a shit about a handwritten card. They probably would have wanted something more materialistic. Maybe that's I'm being a bitch for jumping to conclusions and being judgmental, <laughs> but that's just what I think. Sounds legit to me. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know, what I find funny about the same situation is that first of all, one of his baby's mothers is on this podcast, which is just cringy enough. Oh wow, that, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, one of his. I don't know which one because he has so many. I just know it's not Mariah. Thank God. I was about to say. Um, I know Mariah yeah, didn't get no. You no, know, it's not the card. queen. Okay, no, she would have thrown that shit back in his face. Yeah, it's whatever one you know pick. But she's on this podcast with him. Listen to this nonsense. I'm getting the vibe that Nick Cannon was just not the cool kid coming up. I don't yeah. care how many movies he's been in. I just don't think he was the cool kid, and I think. Like the fact that he keeps talking and he keeps using his children, his baby's mothers as talking points. It's almost like because you had nothing else cool going on with you when you were younger. This is what he deems as cool to him. And to yeah. me, it just comes off as just insane. This is the same man who said that the red table talk was toxic. And what have you done besides clown these women, you know, make jokes of it? Like you mean to tell me you didn't even have enough respect to once you wrote out the handwritten card you put the envelope in there, you wrote the name on the envelope and you set it to the side. Like, how did you get it mixed up if you were truly trying to be genuine and show them how much you cared about each individual woman on Mother's Day? Yeah, I that's think why I said, I don't even believe this happened. I don't think yeah. it happened. I think he's just trying to have a moment and, and go viral. And I'm <clears throat> that's an interesting point too, because I was just thinking like, what happened to Nick Cannon? Like he used to seem like he was a pretty funny guy he was pretty likable. I remember he was married to Mariah and he had like his, you know, wilding out and all that stuff. And he had a lot of things going on and he seemed just like a cool, wholesome fella, you know, kind of corny, but that's okay. And mm. then he just started having all these, these kids. And, and now every time he's just going viral for shit about his kids or his baby's mamas, and he just adds more to that shit. It's like he's gotten addicted to, you know, being posted on the shame room. Uh, shame room. Damn. <laughs> the, shame room. <laughs> the shame room. <laughs> the shame room. I like that. The shame room. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, what do they call it? A Floridian slip? 
Right. Or uh, Shade Room or whatever. Anyways, for fuck shit. I think he's gotten addicted to being on the Shade Room for, for just mm. stupid stuff. Nothing important, just dumb, dumb shit. Yeah, at this point, he needs to buy a diary because we just don't care. We don't care, yeah. Nick. And the fact that the other baby mom is sitting there laughing at this and she's on this podcast when he clearly has no respect for her, it's just, it's insane. Her imaginary card must not have gotten mixed up. Right. Somehow her <laughs> card was given to her. But, you know, who, whatever the other ones, whoever the other ones were, their stuff was mixed up or, you know, probably just still in the mail. Yeah, and now I'm wondering, I'll play into this this bullshit, Nick. Did you get all of them mixed up? Or was it just like one, you know, two out of the six? Like how many, how many mismatched, uh, mismatched cards were there? Were there? Gosh, why am I stuttering? <laughs> I'm tripping over my words. How many how different many... cards were mixed up, Nick? Yeah, yeah. How many different cards? Was it just two? Or was it four? Was it six? Or did one get one and the rest didn't? Like, how did it work? You know? Yeah, he's full of crap. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the fact that he just that he even comes on, he goes viral every other day on the shade room for this nonsense is just it's insane. So, anyways, we can get off of Nick. Okay, Dick. bye, Nick. <laughs> bye, <laughs> boy. So bye. I want to hit on the last topic, which is this situation with Lotto. Um, if you guys do not know, Jermaine Drupri, who is out here in Atlanta, he was interviewed recently about you know. Did he drop the ball on Lotto? Um, Hip Hop DX interviewed him, and a lot of people are saying that, you know, he could have done more with Lotto's career when he had her because now she's cracking. If you guys remember, she used to be on the rap game. And I remember watching that. I did watch her season. Um, so let's go ahead and listen to what Jermaine Dupree has to say. Don't keep always saying, Jermaine, you dropped the ball on Mulatto or Lotto, right? And I, what, I, I don't, what I don't think people understand is I put Lotto's record out. The, the deal was if you win on the rap game, you get a single from Jermaine Dupree on Social Death. That single came out. The problem was is that Lotto was 16 years old and the outlets didn't support it. And then nobody was like speaking on it. Nobody talked about it. You know, if you watch the TV show, you saw it. But yeah. if not, nobody was like, so people didn't start talking about Lotto till she started making more vulgar records, dressing more sexual, being an adult. So it made me be like, damn, so is these kids, people keep. All right. So what do you think about what Jermaine had to say? Well, I mean, he's definitely um, <clears throat> produced a lot of successful artists. So, I mean, uh, I think he does have the potential to do that. But I mean, it. It obviously, you know, it's like a, a a supply and demand thing. She was younger. So I can see now that she's older. Obviously, I mean, it, it's a, a tale as old as time. Sex sells. Now, Lotto, definitely, she's got some good songs, you know, for sure. Like, she's got several songs in rotation for me. So I definitely think she's talented. But I could definitely see that, that she didn't start popping until she got older, was more sexual, you know, more sexy, stuff like that. That That makes sense. It's unfortunate. But I mean, we know several artists that are very, very talented and that just isn't really their route. And they never really pop like that. Like they might have like an underground following and be known, but to a level, you know, Lotto's pretty mainstream. So to be a level like that, I, I've yet to see um, a female rapper just get to that high of a level without there being like, you know, sex to it. Yeah, and I, you know, like I said, I did watch the rap game for a few seasons. I don't think that a lot of those kids got pushed. 
you know, I'm not going to say he dropped the ball, but literally once the show was over, I didn't really hear anything, you know, like you barely hear from Super Peach, Miss Keith. Um, there was a few of them kids on there that were really, really talented. And then it's like, once the show ended, it's like, okay, now what? But then I also think that this is a different generation too. I think when we were growing up, um, there was room for all types of artists, right? Yeah. So you had the little Bow Wows, the little Romeos, the B2Ks. There's not anything really geared towards kids. I remember on the last podcast, I think maybe me and you were talking or it was a green room. And I was saying, I was watching the, the Nickelodeon's Kids Choice Awards. And I'm like, where are the kid artists? All you see is grown adults at the Nickelodeon Kids Choice. There's yeah. really no kid artist anymore. No, and a lot of kids these days listen to like grown music. Like I was at work the other day. I was in the break room minding my business. And um, one of the, the girls that works there, her daughter was in the back and she was listening to SZA. And she's my son's young. She's the same age as my son. And so I'm like, oh, OK, is this what the kids listen to now? I don't even know if kids like, say, my son, for an example, there's no other kids his age that he listens to. It's all older music. Or right. older, older artists that that make music. I mean, think about who's this generation's Justin Bieber. Yeah, there isn't one. Or even yeah, when we yeah. were younger, Britney Spears. You know, she was a yeah. teenager at least. Christina yeah, Aguilera. And I'm yeah. not saying that there's not teenage artists. I just, I just don't think they're popping like that. Like when we were like in the '90s, adults knew who Britney Spears was. They knew who Christina mm -hmm. Aguilera was, who Justin Timberlake is. And I'm on social media, and I think I'm pretty hip. I couldn't tell you who the teen, latest teeny bop singer is like that. Yeah, there was it's even the magazine. Remember, like Tiger Beat, J14. You'd go through, you fight your friends for all the different posters and stuff. And it would right. be all like, you know, the little teenage, like you said, teeny boppers of Mandy Moore. Um, yeah. Who else? I'm uh, missing you like candy. Right, right. I, I know, love she, Mandy Moore. Me Don't too. And then all the girl groups, too. I think there was a girl group called Dream. And they yep. were all, um, they were all young. Uh, what's it? Jojo. Jojo came yeah, out Jojo and she was like 13, 14, you mm -hmm. know, and she was singing her ass off. Like oh, there yeah, was Jojo a lot was of, Brandy was young too when she came out, Moesha, mm -hmm. all that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Monica I could go on and on. Yeah, it was a lot of them. I just think, you know, they're just not here like that. And um, also music is just, it's not the same. Like anybody can be a rapper. There's no... There's no uh, process to get these singers developed. Mm -hmm. Look at Alabama now. Uh, oh, Travis Parker's daughter. Now you she's know, rapping. Yeah, and it's terrible. And, you know, I was just thinking about younger kids. And before you said Alabama, I thought a bad baby. And it's like that's the, the type of, like, route. It's like kind of whoever goes viral. But, girl, mm -hmm. don't even get me started on Alabama Barker. because, And I'm not going to go in on her because she's a kid. And I remember when I was her age. I was trying to act grown too, but there's a serious, there's something wrong. Like I know she's maybe like 16, 17 wow. now, but th this has been even, going on for years. Her age since she was like 13. Yes. Cause I was, I was so whose child is this? She looks like she's 21. Yes. And I, cause a friend of mine was like, she sent me that uh, picture and you know, I'm a huge blink 182 fan. So mm. um, she was like, that's Travis Barker's daughter. And I was like, Oh, okay. She's cute. And she's like, girl, she's only 15 years old. And like my my mouth just dropped. Right. Like she literally looks 25. Yes. And then the the pictures and the like if you go through the comments, it's nothing but like, 
you know, people saying contact anti-grooming and like it, it's very <laughs> disturbing. It's very Maybe disturbing. Maybe going on Alabama's page. She don't care. She's still going to post a bikini pic, a sexy pic. Bent over. Yes. I'm like, ooh, we, I guess, honey. But then look at Northwest. You know, there. I think Northwest is going down the same route. Like even her Mother's Day picture, like she has a whole face full of makeup. She's nine. Yeah, it's, it's she like she doesn't need any type of skincare. The most right. at nine she should be putting on is chapstick or clear lip gloss. Yeah, exactly. And it's so it's disturbing. And like I said, I, I don't really blame, you know, the kids because they're kids. When I was a teenager, I was trying to act grown, too. It's the parents like, what are you doing? Why are you allowing? Why are you subjecting your kid to this? Why are you allowing for your child to present themselves in this way? There are so many fucking weirdos online. Like, this is not normal. This is not healthy. I get expressing yourself and, you know, in different outlets and having, you know, kids are going to have social media. I get that. But at what point is it like, girl, you are way too young to be, you know, putting yourself out like this. This isn't healthy. This isn't good. And the thing is, she doesn't even need to because you're already rich. Right. There's no point. She was it. like some poor trailer trash. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying Honey to boo boo. Right. Honey boo boo ass. I'm trying to get my family out the trailer parks. I'm going to be on, you know, Instagram showing it all. Like I can even understand that. Yeah. Like your daddy is Travis Barker. You ain't got to go there. Yeah. You so don't have to do any of that. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. But yeah, I, I think it's kind of sad that a lot of these kids don't necessarily have kid groups to listen to. I know some kids listen to like K-pop and, you know, I don't really listen to K-pop, but I know they make, I guess, what you could call wholesome music. But yeah, I think what a lot of these female artists, they do, they have to sell sex. Um, I know a song that's going viral right now was that Suki video. Did you see that? Is that the one about eating ass? Yeah, where she's trying to eat Drewski's ass. Oh, that gosh, video had me cracking up. <laughs> it was sad and funny at the same time. I'm going to yeah. show you the video. You a know, lot Suki. of times you got to find her damn videos on Pornhub. She'll be going crazy. Yeah, Suki don't care. Here it is right here. Because on Pornhub, she'll be going crazy. Yeah, Suki don't care. Here it is right here. You ain't gonna eat my ass, no. She said, Yes, I am. He said, Hold you on, know. hold on. <laughs> right. And you know, like I said, I, I get it. You know, she is funny in her own way, but you know, like I said on my post. That that was funny, like her interaction with Drewski, and we all yeah. know Sue does not care. And I'm not here to regulate what grown adults do, right? Because she's right. grown, she's grown. But like I said, make sure y'all keep the same energy when the children are running around the playground talking about eating ass, because yeah. that's where it's gonna go. Just like I said with WAP, you know what I'm saying? I fuck with Cardi, but keep the same energy when little girls are on TikTok talking about their WAP and dancing the WAP and you know WAP music. And what happened? They were all regurgitating, doing the WAP dance, talking about WAP music. So when, you know, because again, this is who kids listen to. They're not, there's no Justin Bieber's of this generation. There's no, you know, crisscrosses and, you know, little bawas of this generation. They're listening to the Sukis. They're listening to that girl who talks about her booty holes brown and all that. <laughs> I don't even know her damn name. 
Sexy you know, red, so, sexy yeah, red. Girl, I guess. Out of town. I'm like, what color is your you know the whole song. Ah, uh, that <laughs> song will stick. Yeah, I don't know nothing about the. I don't know the whole song, but I do know that because it sticks in your. It's it a does. Sticker. It'll stick in your head where you're just kind of like humming it. You know, sweet. Yeah, like, today I'm like, like I be eating niggas' asses. I'm like, no, the fuck <laughs> I don't. But the song is now in my head. Like, yep. what the hell? Yeah, I remember speaking. I, I don't. I'm sure you remember this song, but I remember when. Um, God, this was years ago. Years ago. Um, you remember that song? It was Gucci Mane and OJ the Juice Mane. That okay? Uh, huh, 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 huh. Alpha Pound. Okay, you know what song I'm talking about? I think so. Uh, uh anyways, it was um like quarter pound. It was a song about selling dope, but it was real catchy, and it was like okay, okay. And anyways, I was walking into the gas station and there was a little boy, couldn't have been four years old. He was out there getting it to that song and he was dancing and singing and like word for word. And it at that moment, I was like, and this is radio. Was it make the trap say A? I think okay. so. Okay. I think, so. I, you know, they when, when Gucci came out, him and, and OJ had so many songs. But I'm, that song hit. Now I'm probably going to listen to it whenever we get done. But <laughs> um. I, I can't remember the name of the song, but yeah, it was. That probably was it. It, it was definitely about selling dope. It was like quarter pound, half a pound. Okay, okay. But yeah, anyways, that, that little boy knew more of the words than I did. And it, it kind of dawned on me then. And it's ever like, it's stuck with me ever since that the music that we listen to, the kids are listening. They're listening to every word. If they see that we like the music and we're getting into it and we're getting hyped to it, they're listening to it as well. I've heard because you, you don't pay attention. I'll be driving down the street, you know, listening to 21. And even when Isaac was younger, and then, you know, he'd be talking about, uh, what was that song? Finna drown in him, dog, finna drown. And I'm like, what the hell? I didn't even realize he was listening. He's messing around with his tablet. But these kids listen to every oh, yeah, little thing. Yeah. I remember my oldest, when he was like, I think like two or three, we used to call him Lil 50. Because I would be driving him to daycare listening to Get Rich or Die Trying when that first came out. Oh, yeah, that's and, and you know, it's like a 10 minute drive to the daycare. You don't think anything of it, you know, mm -hmm. like many men wish death upon me. That was my ringtone. <laughs> and then I remember he would like one day we were like all outside. Me, his dad was like all of us. And he's like, what up, cuz? What up, blood? What up, gang? <gasps> Stop. And he said it just <laughs> like this. He was like, what the hell? Because you don't realize that kids, they literally, they're sponges. Yeah. And, you know, so we was just like, like, we didn't realize that he was memorizing the songs on the way to daycare, you know? Mm -hmm. So, just, yeah, kids are sponges. They listen to everything. So you got to watch what you play around your kids. Yeah. And with the, you know, it's hard to find music really to listen to, you know, when you have younger kids, because like you said, they're sponges. And it's like, I don't want them repeating any of this in school or anything like that or asking questions or you know, so yeah, it is. It's unfortunate that there isn't. And I feel like that would be a good market. I don't know why they don't have anybody right now, at least nobody to my knowledge. And, you know, like you said, you're pretty hip. I, I've got a seven-year-old. I'm pretty sure if there was someone, you know, around his age that was making music, we would know. But yeah, outside of like Kids Bop or stuff like that, they just, and I, they were playing it the other day. It was Kids Bop. And it was a song. Um, it was Post Malone and Doja Cat that, you know, I like you. And I'm like, how the hell are they going to pull this off? Like, how are, <laughs> how are they going to remix this to where it's kid friendly? Um, they found a way. But nonetheless, yeah, they they definitely don't have much to listen to. No. 
Yeah. Well, we have reached the end of our podcast. This has been a great hour show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Lots of tea was spilled, honey. Lots. Said, right. We were trying to figure out, you know, if we can get some more tea while well, I'm here in Atlanta. But what's going on with Spice and Erica and Safari and everything else? But um, yeah, it's a lot going on right now. But I will definitely keep you guys posted. Thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you, Emily, for coming to the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Definitely. And I will see you guys this weekend in Atlanta. I cannot wait. We're about to turn up. Yes. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Team Sippers. We'll talk to y'all later. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.